involving a van and a cyclist on Thursday, February 25th. The female rider sadly died at the scene. The incident occurred near Bankervel in the westbound stretch of the dual carriageway between Carmarthen and St Clair's. Police are now appealing for witnesses to the collision which happened at around 6.40pm and led the road to be closed for more than 12 hours. Officers said, if you saw the incident and have not yet spoken with the police, if you saw the cyclist or van prior to the collision or have dash cam footage, please contact the Serious Collision Unit as soon as possible. The driver of the van has subsequently been released on bail. Police can be contacted on 101. A court trial date has been set for a Nayland man accused of murdering a Pembroke dock pensioner. The body of 68-year-old Judith Reid was discovered at a house in Pembroke Docks Market Street on Saturday evening, February 20th. Dale Morgan of Honeyborough Green, Nayland, has been charged with her murder. After being remanded into custody at Lenetley Magistrates Court on February 25th, Morgan's case came before Swansea Crown Court. Due to Covid restrictions, Morgan, aged 43, did not attend the hearing. No pleas were entered. A March 26th date has been set for a plea and trial preparation hearing, with a provisional trial date of October 4th. Morgan was further remanded into custody. A Milford Haven woman was found in possession of cannabis while on a community service order for a previous drugs charge, magistrates have been told. Joanne John, 41, of Howarth Close, appeared before the court in Haverford West on Tuesday, February the 23rd. She admitted possessing 10 grams of cannabis at Milford Haven on December the 17th and was fined £200. She was also ordered to pay a surcharge of £34 and costs of £85 to the Crown Prosecution Service. A forfeiture and destruction order was made for the cannabis. The court heard that John had committed the offence while on a community order made by Haverford West Magistrates Court on March 17, 2020 for possessing 17.9 grams of herbal cannabis at the A40 in Haverford West. Magistrates decided that no action should be taken on this breach and that the order should continue. That's it. You're up to date with the Pembrokeshire News with me, Kim Thomas, here on Pure West Radio. Follow Pure West Radio on Instagram at Pure West Radio. Stay scheming. 
Good morning, it's Pure West Radio and welcome to the start of the weekend. It's Saturday morning and it's a Six Nations Saturday. Wales play England in Cardiff at 4.45. We'll build up to that between now and nine o'clock on the show. We'll talk football, cricket and more with our Pure West sport experts, Bill Kahn, Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas, all joining me, Ben Stone, between now and nine o'clock as we kick off your weekend and your Saturday morning right here on Pure West Radio. Once again, a very good morning and welcome to the show, Pure West Sport with G&G Builders for a Saturday morning, exciting Six Nations Saturday, as I've said, looking forward to it. And Bill Kahn is with me to kick the show off this morning. Hi, Bill. How are you? Hey, Ben. How are you all looking forward to today? Obviously, there's. Uh, I was hoping for a bit more cricket, but of course, that's long since gone, not even yesterday. So uh, that's a disaster. Two days, it's a nonsense, you know, and... Um, there we are, and I'm looking forward to the rugby this afternoon when I hope Wales will win England because we've all tipped. We've all tipped England, really, so I'm hoping well, we'll be wrong when Wales win. It's going to be interesting. Quarter to five, and we'll get some more thoughts on that game from Gordon a, a bit later. It's actually felt like quite a busy week with, with plenty of bits and bobs happening, and it just feels like we're getting closer to some normality returning, certainly in Pembrokeshire, with the news that Haverford West County will be back in action this time next week, Bill, at home to Cardiff yeah. Uni. Also, it's brilliant, and all things being equal, I will be there watching them beat the Cardiff Met students, I hope. So I'll be able to give you some stuff on that next Monday then, uh, you know, week Monday. That'll be great. It's good, though, isn't it? They're going to be back in action. It's going to be a busy March. There's no doubt about it, because they'll be playing their Saturday at home to Cardiff, as I said, and then then a derby with Aberystwyth during the week. So there's going to be plenty of fixtures for Wayne Jones and the players to get through over the next few weeks. Yeah, and then a big game at home to uh, New Saints. Of course, if you remember, they lost... Quite, no such thing as tragic in football, but quite sadly, up in uh, 
North Wales when they conceded a last-minute call. Jack Wilson's outstanding in that game. I hope he's on form. I'm sure he'll be super fit when they play the students. Mm, looking forward to that. So 2.30 mm. next Saturday, Haverford West County return to action. We we spoke on Monday's show as well about the fact that the Pembrokeshire cricket fixtures had come out. And we've got a bit more on that actually this morning because the Harrison Allen Bowl has uh, been drawn. So we've got the first round fixtures being played the week starting Monday, the 10th of May. I'll, I'll run you down the fixtures, Bill, and then you can give us some thoughts on these. So the, the first round draw, Saundersfoot v Carew, Whitland v Lamphy, Johnston v St Ishmael's, uh, Leckrid against Langham, Lahn against Pembroke Dock, Haverford West v Cresselli, uh, Fraser Watson, Slam Ryan home to Hook and Stackpole against Fishguard. Good to see that the games have been drawn and, and looking forward to those in May. Yeah, all the cup competitions have been done, Ben, right through to the Allen Brown. One thing we're waiting for now is the Ken Morris with Richard Howell in Narbeth, but they've all been drawn. The Dougie Morris, the Alec Colley for the seconds, the Ormond Youth Cup. So it's plain sailing, we hope now. Everything being equal and the uh, you know, the COVID doesn't strike back as I'm praying it won't, then we'll be having some cricket. Even if at the start of the season, people have to observe staying away or really serious social distancing. My word, I can't wait for some sport, Ben, and particularly the cricket, because I love it. I really do. Yeah, there'll be lots of people looking forward to that. Yeah. Who's, your, who's your tip for the, the Harris Allen this year, Bill? Are you, are you going to oh, stick your neck out yet or too early for that? No, not at all. You have to go for Nayland. They're a class act. There isn't a weakness in the team. Every one of their players would get in every one other team in the county. No other team can boast that. They carry one or two that wouldn't. But look at the draw. Haverford West versus Criselli. I mean, that is immense. First round, one of the two, two of the top four mm-hmm. sides playing, one's gone. Uh, so there's lots to savour, Ben. And you look at all the cup draws, right the way through to the Alan Brown for the teams in the third division down. There's some fascinating ties in that. When we've got time, we'll have a look at them before they come up as well. Yeah, no doubt. And we'll be talking quite a bit about the local cricket, I'm sure, on Pure yeah. Sport, both on a Saturday and on a, a Monday evening as well. Very much looking forward to that. All right, Bill, stay with us because we'll, we'll go back through the archives in a few moments' time on this Six Nations Saturday with England, Wales, of course, in Cardiff to come later on this evening. It's Saturday morning and it's Pure West Sport. Enjoy learning something new. Want to learn Welsh? Shemai, shuditi. Do we in hoffi dusty kamarai? Learning online is easier than you think. You can learn Welsh in your garden. You can learn Welsh from your kitchen. You can learn Welsh from your lounge. You can learn Welsh from your spare room. You can learn Welsh sat next to your dog. Courses start in January. Friendly tutors are there to help you learn and to make sure you have fun doing it. And the best part is, you can now do it from home. There's plenty of help available. The tutors are great. I'm enjoying learning Welsh. It's the most satisfying thing I've ever done. With 50% discount for beginners, what are you waiting for? Just sign up. Visit learnwelsh.com for full details. Do you need a cash loan? Loans at home could help. We offer loans of between £100 and £600 and have over 60 years of experience of helping people in the Pembrokeshire area and beyond. Go online at loansathome.co.uk to get a decision in principle now. Compare the price of home collected and other cash loans available in your area at www.lenderscompare.org.uk. Representative 466.4% APR. Loan subject to affordability. Oi, Bob. Have you heard the news? Good, thanks, Chris. 
What's that? We're one of the finalists for Butcher Shop of the Year. Oh, congratulations to you and the team, Chris. Wow, what's that smell? That's our homemade freshly cooked pies and pasties that we now serve daily in the shop. Looks and smells great. I'll have a steak and Guinness pie and the usual, please. Prendergast Butchers, Haverford West. Master Butchers, providing the finest quality meats to Pembrokeshire for 70 years. We're open for orders, either in the shop or on our website, prendergastbutchers.co.uk. If you can't get to us, no problem. We're offering a delivery service. Give us a call on 01437 763 387. This is Pure West Radio. Stop the clocks, it's amazing. You should see the way the light dances up your head A million colors of hazel, golden and red Saturday morning is fading The sun's reflected by the coffee in your hand My eyes are caught in your gaze all over again
Saturday morning. That's Ed Sheeran and Afterglow. A very good morning if you're just joining us. Welcome to Pure West Sport. I'm Ben Stone. We are here with G&G Builders. More, of course, at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. And we're talking to Bill Kahn. We're going to go through the archives in just a few moments. But before that, Bill, uh, there was some good news for St David's Jasmine Joyce, who starred, of course, in the Rio Olympics for the Wales 7 side. She's been named in the initial 19-player squad for the Olympics in Tokyo later on this year. And she was a real star, wasn't she, Bill, back in 2016? Oh, she's so quick, so elusive, Ben. I'm hoping she'll get into that. She deserves it. She's a lovely girl, Jazz, and uh, that would be a real boost for St. David's as well. I, I'm not sure she's... I know she wouldn't have been in the same year as Fraser, but went to the same school as him. Uh, yeah, and she's a very nice girl. Yeah, she's one of four survivors, actually, from the mm-hmm. Rio 2016 squad. Uh, Jasmine, along with uh, three England players, actually. Abby yes. Brown, Heather Fisher and Amy Wilson-Harvey. So, yeah, good luck to her. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. She gets named. It'd be great to speak, yeah. speak to her on Pure West Sport at some point as well. Uh, this time on a Saturday, we go through the archives and have a, a listen back to an interview that, that's uh, been done in the past. And today, Bill, we're going mm. to hear from Eddie Butler, just a brilliant voice, the voice of rugby. Back in 2017, when did you speak to him? Well, it, I tell you, it was in in the the night before uh, a British Lions game abroad, and that was because Mostyn Davis, who used to play for Pontypool, now owns the Ocean Restaurant Bar in a Little Haven, holds the Legends Evening. I've emceed them all. I've been very lucky. And on that particular night, there was as what joining uh, Graham was uh, David Bishop, who didn't play a lot for Wales but played and scored. Um, he had um, Graham Price, of course. Who else? Peter Morgan. Uh, and he had uh, Clive Rowlands, the old timer who got the game, the rules changed because of his kicking from scrum half. And Mike Ruddock, who was the star of the evening, was guitar playing and singing. But Eddie's got that silken voice. It's lovely. He is some, uh, I think he's got class. He's quality. Mm, great. And he's a great dinner speaker as well. Yeah. Mm, okay. And uh, let's have a listen then, because uh, this is yeah. Eddie talking, as Bill said, on, on the eve of a 2017 British and Irish Lions game. And he's talking to begin with about his own experiences of going on a Lions tour. Well, it, it's true. Uh, the, the tour I went on, I, I yes. went as a, as, a, as a late replacement. That's right. It was, 1983, it was, a, it was a hard tour. Mm. So you, I saw New Zealand at its worst when they were piling into the lions and mm. uh, showing no mercy and it and it started badly and got worse so i know that <laughs> it's it can be an unhappy place to talk it's mm. a fantastic country yes. to tour oh, yeah. as a yeah. as a worker yeah. not playing rugby or as a spectator not mm. playing rugby but if you're playing rugby it's the, it's the hardest of them all and the lions are up against it you yes. know one down and uh, but who knows? Yeah, who have, knows? have you got hopes? I'm, I'm a bit of I'm a bit of a pessimist. Always me with Wales. I've 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 seen the Lions win in Wellington in 1993, having lost the first test. Mm. So, no, no, there is hope, and um, and I think Warren Gatland was quite right when he when he came off after the defeat in Auckland in the first test and said, well, yeah, things went wrong, but they're fixable. Mm. And I think it's true. I think that you know the Lions, it is such a tough demand to, mm-hmm. to combine players from four countries into one side yeah, in a short it, time. and you know you're always going to find things going wrong and, and, and fixing it quickly is such is, 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 is really difficult and the press you're right to yourself now you're a well known and respected newspaper journalist they're always looking for every little angle to create you know this spat between Hansen and, and Gatland you know it's blown out of all proportions and it, you're in a public clear all the time there aren't they 
Well, yeah, having worked for the, for the Observer for 30 years, I, yes. I tend towards the belief you shouldn't believe a thing you read in the press. But, yes, but, that's right. But, I mean, we do. We love a story that mm. runs and runs because it, it makes life mm. comfortable, easy for, for journalists out there. You chase one story and it, and it mm. saves having to go and wait for something else to happen. So, but there is a bit of a feeding frenzy going on. But I, I think Steve Hansen handled it really well and he diffused it this week and sort of said, look, this is a load of nonsense. Warren and I, we get on perfectly well. There's a lot of respect there and we'll, we'll, we'll meet up at the end of it and have a proper, a proper discussion at the end of it. So I really wouldn't um, place too much faith in, 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 in the tittle-tattle of yeah, it all. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's our archive interview for Saturday morning. Eddie Butler there talking to Bill back in 2017 on the eve of a British and Irish Lions game. We still don't quite know what's happening with the Lions tour. There, there was some talk actually this week, Bill, that we might see the Lions being playing in the UK and Ireland. That does seem to be gathering some pace, doesn't it? We'll, we'll have to see what happens. There has been an offer from Australia, and I hope that's taken up. Mm. To me, the Lions have to go on tour. They're a party that go off and play mm. abroad. If Better than nothing is them playing in this country. But I do hope they go abroad still. It must be a massive experience for the players. Mm. Uh, their camaraderie. If you talk to those people who've been there, you know, like Graham Price, he's friendly with people from Ireland, Scotland, England. Long, you know, lifelong friendships achieved during those uh, uh, sort of tours as well, so I hope it goes abroad. Mm. Uh, but if it doesn't, well, better for it to be here than not. We we don't lose that tradition. It's an amazing tradition. You listen to Peter Morgan. I'll get his out one day the interview about when he went. You know, he was a young kid. He he hardly been outside Llanelli, mm. and was told in the street, "Oh, you've been picked for the Lions." And he says, "Oh, right." Di Miller told him, <laughs> and you just look at that, and it's a pastime. You know, something to be treasured, really. Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely. So that's our archive interview with Eddie Butler. Bill, you have a, a really good Saturday and we'll look forward to speaking to you again on Monday evening. Of course, we're live on the Facebook page from 8pm Monday evening right here on Pure West Sport. Have a good weekend. And you, Ben. I spoke to Gareth Reynolds. He was thrilled with this week and we got another top person on Monday. Looking forward to it. In a misty, clouded haze Of a memory that now feels untrue I used to feel disguised Now I leave the mask behind Painting pictures that aren't so
In a misty clouded haze Of a memory that now feels untrue So for a Saturday morning and wherever you are listening to us you are very very welcome that was Anastasia and welcome to my truth I'm Ben Stone it's Pure West Sport on a Saturday morning between 8 and 9 and it's a Six Nations Saturday of course big thank you to Bill Kahn for being with us and right now I'm joined by Fraser Watson and we're going to talk some football with Fraser right now and a look back on a win for Swansea City during the week good morning Fraser how are you? Morning, Ben. I've been saved the dilemma today. I thought I was going to cover Swansea and watch the Test match at the same time, but England sorted that one out for us by Thursday <laughs> afternoon, didn't they? Oh, they, they certainly did, and, w- and we'll come to that in a few moments, I think. But let's start sure. with some more positive news because Swansea bounced back from a, a really bad defeat at Huddersfield with a, a narrow win, but a one-nil win at the Liberty on Wednesday. You were there. What did you make of it? It was again. It wasn't a vintage performance, Ben, but it was against a Coventry side coming off the back of their best result of the season. I think against Brentford, Swansea probably their worst with the debacle in Huddersfield, and there's certainly a lot more defensive solidarity there. It was back to the Swansea we've become accustomed to this season. Ben Cabango outstanding at the back, and Connor Hurahan again. What a loan signing he's been. Didn't actually play as well as he could have done. He was quite anonymous at times on on Wednesday night but that moment of quality again that moment of premiership quality if you like is delivery from the corner from which Cabango nodded in and they did close out the game then quite comfortably Ben and it was such a vital result because they had to bounce back from Huddersfield Brentford won on Wednesday Watford won on Wednesday Norwich had won on Tuesday it's just coming thick and fast at the moment and you have to keep in touch so another big game today though at home to Bristol City Yeah you're right it's an unforgiving place if you lose a couple on on the trot the championship there's no doubt about it so they'll be pleased and we'll hear from Steve Cooper in, in a few moments time actually but uh, today's game uh, Fraser another home game at the Liberty Stadium and Bristol City have had a, a few things going on of late they parted company with manager Dean Holden but Nigel Pearson is in place a, an experienced manager who knows the championship well yeah, Nigel Pearson was actually at the Liberty on Wednesday night Ben watching Swansea so he's certainly taking this game seriously he's got straight into his role and we all saw that they had a great win against Middlesbrough in midweek so randomly I haven't been so poor for the weeks leading up to that now, Steve Cook was actually asked a question um, after the game did he believe in a new manager bounce and he, he said no it's not a science I think Mick McCarthy at Cardiff might have just say about that the way he's going mm-hmm. but, but yes you, you, you're absolutely right it, it, it's it's a league full of cliches, the championship. But, you know, an experienced head there who's been there and done it in that league, 
such a difference in any team. It's no coincidence where you see people like McCarthy, like Warnock and like Pearson who do it over and over again. And he'll have a big influence on Bristol, I think. I do think there will be some kind of bounce off him. He'll get them organised, he'll get them regimented and they'll be hard to break down on Saturday. And it could be another game with Swansea, like on Wednesday. I've got to show a bit of patience, I think. The main worry for Swansea at the moment, I think, Ben, is Jamal Lowe, who you've been hailing you know, such a great signing, converted to a striker, was in great form. Hasn't she scored now for the best part of, well, a month, January the 16th against Barnsley. And he's played seven times since then. So they need to get him back in some sort of form as well. Because breaking Bristol down, like I said, won't be easy. And they'll need to take every chance that's coming. Yeah, you're right. Important game today. Let's hear what Steve Cooper had to say then after the 1-0 win over Coventry. This is what the manager had to say. His thoughts on that, that three points that were so important after the defeat against Huddersfield. I thought we deserved it. I thought we were the team that created the, the real chances in the game. You know, ironically, we scored from a set play of a wonderful delivery from Connor and, and you know, a good header from Benny that we've seen, seen, you know, more than once this season. So that was good. But I thought we created numerous chances in the game to, to win it more, more comfortably. And it was a tough game, you know, and you saw the game at their place. We were quite happy with the point, you know, the way the game went. So we knew it was going to be tough. They'd had an excellent win on the weekend against Brentford, named an unchanged team. So, you know, we knew it was going to be a tough game, but I thought we were the superior team, created the real chances in the game. And, and as I say, you know, Freddie's not really had a save to make and considering that we had to defend a lot of long balls late on and set pieces and things like that, we, you know, we showed a good side of resilience late on as well. So... So it wasn't so much about Saturday. We, as I always say, we put that we all put whatever happens behind us, and we look forward. And um, you know, we look really confident tonight. Really happy with the, with the lads. Well, that's the thoughts of the Swansea City manager, Steve Cooper, speaking after their victory over Coventry City during the week. Bristol City for Swansea today at the Liberty Stadium. That's a three o'clock start and you'll be able to read Fraser's thoughts on the game on pembrokeshiresport.co.uk. Uh, Fraser's going to stay with us. We'll have more on a really big move for Pembrokeshire's Anghara James and, of course, a look back as well on the third test match for England in India. It was a humbling experience, wasn't it, for England? Where do they go now ahead of the fourth test, which starts next week? We'll get Fraser's thoughts on that in a few moments' time. It's Saturday morning, and this is Pure West Sport. Do you dream of being out on the road, taking in the sights and sounds of Pembrokeshire? Thanks to Fast Track Driving School, I'm free to venture around the county, and now it's your turn. Fast Track is a triple award-winning driving school covering Pembrokeshire, Carmarthen, Cardigan and Llanelli. If you fancy a change of career in 2021, they are also instructor trainers. They even run driving lessons for those as young as 14. Want to learn something new in the new year? Fast Track it. On Facebook at Fast Track Driving School or call on 0333 772 0801. See you on the road. Join us every Friday for the 2.30 kickoff as Haverford West County take over Pure West Radio to bring you the latest news and developments direct from the Bridge Meadow. Team news, transfers, new signings and the latest changing room gossip from the Cymru Premier side. Miss the final whistle? Well, listen to the Haverford West Bluebirds podcast by visiting purewestradio.com. Our club, our county, our community. Haverford West County AFC. Get into Pure West Radio. You got wild. 
athletes and wires on Pure West Radio. It's Saturday morning. Thank you for joining us on Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more about a Pembrokeshire business that's been around for more than 30 years at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. And it's a Six Nations Saturday. All starts with Italy Island at 2.15. Wales, England, of course, the big one in Cardiff at quarter to five. And of course, the match tomorrow, France and Scotland, has been postponed after a coronavirus outbreak in the French squad. We're going to talk to Gordon Thomas before nine with a full look ahead to the Six Nations and his thoughts on what might happen in Cardiff later on today. But right now, Fraser Watson is with us and we've got more good news actually for a Pembrokeshire star, Anghara James. You might remember we spoke to her dad, Clive, on the Monday night show a couple of weeks ago. She has been capped more than 80 times for Wales at international level and Fraser, this week, it's been confirmed She's leaving Reading and moving to play in the USA, which is a huge move for Ang Harrod, isn't it? That's right, Ben. It's always been an ambition of her to play in the top league in America. She's made no secret of that, and it's coming true now. She signed for North Carolina Courage, actually the reigning champions there um, for two years on the trot. Uh, it's a two-year deal. Um, she'll have an option after the first season of extending it for, for a second year, and it's a great move for her. I mean, she, she was very complimentary of everything Reading have done for her in her development. Joined Reading actually a difficult time in her career. She had a few problems with clubs and at Notts County and folding, maybe not having finances before that. But it, it's a fantastic move for her. It, it, it's the ultimate for a women's footballer in it to play in the top league in America. We've seen the impact it's had on Jess Bisplock, you know, a Welsh legend and, and foreign Harrods at this stage of her career. I couldn't think of a better place for her to play. Yeah, she's a class act, no doubt about it. So this is a really good move. W- would you expect her to be involved for Team GB at the Olympic Games later this year? I think she's got a very good show, Ben. We're still waiting to hear confirmation of the coaching setup and things like that. But certainly, I think there would be some kind of equal representation. There has to be, I think, to justify putting in a Team GB. We saw that last time in, in London when, when teams were entered. And I think out of the Wales players... She has a very good chance. You know, she's been a consistent performer for a country, 83 caps at such a young age. And um, it would be fantastic if she did get that call. But I would expect it to be very much in the frame. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll, we'll follow that. And hopefully we'll talk to Ang Harrod very soon um, as well on the Monday Night Pure West Sports Show. Um, on Monday, we're going to be hearing from Sean Jenkins, who teaches in Tembe, Fraser. And he's just completed a, a phenomenal challenge. Tell, tell us about Sean. Well, yeah, Sean did something to raise money for a pupil in the school um, with a disability and he's going to talk to us more about that on Monday and he set himself doing um, a lap around Carew, which was roughly about a mile, which he measured it at, but he's going to do it 100 times uh, within 24 hours. Unfortunately, didn't quite come off his body, went into total shutdown in 20 hours into the challenge. He's actually well ahead of schedule and 91 miles in. Um, he was actually a little bit disappointed, ironically. And I did, I did tell him running 91 consecutive miles um, is, is going to leave you a little stiff and, and there's no need to be disappointed. But on a serious note, what a magnificent effort that is. And, and, and when you consider he was doing the same loop 91 times, you didn't have the crowds like you do in an Ironman or even some of the marathons or half marathons you yourself would have taken part in, Ben. You know what that encouragement's yeah. like. Yeah. An incredible test of mental and physical strength. And he's raised a superb amount. He's crossed, I think, the £4,000 barrier already. He, he raised, I think, £2,000 just during the run itself with, with people logging onto social media and, and seeing the effort he was putting in. And, and it's just a phenomenal feat. I can't even comprehend it myself. And, and fair play to him. 
And you're going to be talking to Sean and we'll hear that interview between seven and eight on the show on Monday. So looking forward to that. Uh, just before we talk about the cricket, let's just give a plug to our guest, actually, for uh, Monday. We're going to be joined by um, Sarah Davis, aren't we, who is the team manager for the Scarlets. Um, someone you know from Whitland days, Fraser, as well. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Excuse my bias, but she is an excellent, an ex-borderette, um, so to speak, and was very influential at the club there. Very good player, capped by Wales at under-20 level. And she's gone on to do very well in the game of rugby. She's vastly experienced now, Ben. She's been team manager of the Dragons. She's been involved in the WIU setup. was team manager of the Sevens national side for a bit. And, um, and she's been in the headlines recently for quite a poignant reason. She's spoken out against this. Um, social media abuse um, she's explained why she doesn't post much here fears of it and I think it's something that's really resonated with a lot of people because as we both know it's been a really prevalent issue in the game mm. of late so it's going to be very interesting to speak to her and, and also to commend her on her courage as well because to come out and say that publicly you put yourself in the firing line and she was brave enough to do it and, and have to commend her for that and it's going to be very interesting to hear what she has to say 8 till 9 on Monday evening we'll be live on the Facebook page as well so that should be a really interesting interview and let's finish Fraser because it has been a, a busy week this week for sport I'm sure well you didn't have to get up early actually did you to watch the cricket because it was the the day night test in India not that it matters England beaten within a day and a half by 10 wickets the craziest game of test cricket you'll ever see I mean it was engaging to watch there the debate rumbles on doesn't it whether a test match pitch should be producing 30 wickets inside five sessions but I think when we park that to one side it was a very, very poor performance by England. They went out in that first morning, the way they batted and the way they batted, they lost the Test match and, and quite probably the series now as well, I think. they. We spoke about they needed to get out of the bunker mentality that they seemed to get into in Chennai and I didn't feel they did that. You know, they seemed, they were like rabbits under the headlights, under the spin, especially mm. against Ashwin. Um, they didn't seem to have any kind of intention there to rotate the strike or, or to be attacking offensive or to take the game they almost seem to be just batting for survival almost and, and I think there was a distinct lack of skill for playing spin regardless of the conditions and, and it's a real worry now and we, we thought that they started this year so well hadn't we with that win in Sri Lanka that win in the first test and we thought maybe a long last English cricketers begin to crack the subcontinent and, and what these last two tests have exposed regardless of the conditions it was still a long long way off Mm, indeed and, and team selection as well uh, as it was the batting let them down but it, it just didn't seem like that we had much of a plan when we go in with only one frontline spinner Joe Root I think is an underrated bowler I've said that before and he, he took five wickets but he's not going to be a frontline spinner and, and to just go in with one and then have Broad, Archer and Jimmy Anderson effectively not really playing much part in the game it, it just seems very muddled from England Fraser it was, it was. And we spoke before about this bubble situation, why some people have to leave and why some people have to get back. But I don't think we're getting the balance right, despite mm. the difficulties. And and just to mention about the tail there, you look at the Indian tail and it's strong. You know, you've got Ashwin there, down there, you've got 100 in the last test. And although England did bowl them out cheaply in their first innings, it was almost too little too late. We've got Joffre Archer coming in at eight, who looked pretty clueless and against the Indian spinners as well. And that, that represents a very long tail then, especially when your, your top order is, un, is unreliable and is failing mm. as well. So, no, I agree with you. We, I, I thought this would be a more seam-friendly test than it was. It didn't turn out that way. But to go in with, like you say, Anderson, Broad and Archer and, and that, that three-pronged attack and, and thinking we're going to wipe out India under lights. And, and even under the lights, it was actually Jack Leach who mm. was doing the damage. And, and Broad and Anderson, I think I the Andy's Altman staff afterwards, which came out, it's the, the least they bowled together in a test match and they're almost to be made redundant and 
need a big, big think now ahead of the fourth test. Mm, indeed, which starts on Thursday. Uh, so we'll have some more on that, I'm sure, on the show on Monday evening. Thank you, Fraser. We will see you Monday, seven until nine. Uh, we're live, of course, on Facebook from eight o'clock on Monday evening. Make sure you join us. Thank you for your time and have a good weekend. No worries, Ben. Look forward to it. Saturday morning, sounding good across Pembrokeshire with Ultranate and free. And wherever you're listening, you are very, very welcome to Pure West Sport. I'm Ben Stone. We are here with G&G Builders. More at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. And let's wrap today's show up with a chat with Gordon Thomas, because it's a big Six Nations Saturday. 
with Wales, England to come, of course, in Cardiff at quarter to five. Good morning, Gordon. How are you? Absolutely fantastic, mate. What a morning. What a game to, you know, to look forward to. England versus Wales. That's the one we're all waiting for. And yes. who would have thought before the Six Nations started that Wales have won their first two games and England have slipped up? Mm. And they've won one out of the two games. So it's all to play for this afternoon. And if anything, I will say it, Wales will probably go into this game as slight favourites. You would say you would say so after the start they've had, no doubt about it. Quarter to five in Cardiff. And you and you also have to say, Gordon, if Wales do win, then that that grand slam opportunity is starting to open up, isn't it? Well, more importantly, it's a triple crown game today. Uh Ben, you know, that would be great to uh, seal victory against England, against the old enemy. It's never, ever easy. It's always a tough game to call. But, uh, you know, we just have to wait what happens this afternoon. Uh, it's a, uh, Wales have made a, a few changes to their lineup. It's great to see that George North is back winning his 100th cap. So that's a fantastic uh, day for the uh, Ospreys man. And also he is joined by our very own Pembrokeshire's Jonathan Davis returns at 12. And it's ironic that um, North is playing 13 because that is Davis's position. So they put them together as a strong uh, combination. And also Kieran Hardy gets his first start at Scrum Half. Um, and then we have wing Josh Adams has returned to the wing as well uh, from suspension. Uh, Liam Williams moves to full back as Halfpenny um, isn't fit. And also we have uh, young uh, Reese Zamet on the wing who will be opposite uh, England's uh, Johnny May. Mm. What what a competition that will be. Some matchup young there, Young against Gordon. the experience. That will be great. A great matchup. Also in the back row, Wales have brought back Josh Navidi um, in, on the blind side and he joins the uh, Tipperick and Faletau in the back row. That's a very strong combination. Um, the front five of Wales have been very good in this, uh, especially against Scotland. So um, they'll have to take it to England up front. It's going to be a very physical confrontation. It's one where I am quietly confident Wales can do well because their line-out and drive against Scotland was excellent. And, and, and England suffered very badly up front against Scotland. So um, both sides have a lot to prove this afternoon and everything to gain. And you mentioned a few of the standout moments, and I think we should say something on George North, 100 caps at the age of 28. And he's been a fantastic servant to, to Welsh rugby and a really, really good player, Gordon, over the years, hasn't he? Oh, he's been a, a phenomenal player. He's such a strong running player. And, you know, he's had his problems over the seasons with uh, concussion, you know, and everything. Uh, and he's still relatively young when you say he's only mm. 28. He, he seems to have been around forever, you know, and he's a British Lions uh, a player as well. He, he, you know, he can adapt to any situation and he has a vast amount of experience. I, I wish him well this afternoon and uh, I hope he has a fantastic day. Capping uh, a win against the old enemy would be fantastic. But it's a toss of a coin, Ben, if I'm mm. honest. 
Yeah, it is. I was going to ask you about that, Gordon. Who, who do you think is going to come out on top and, and what will be crucial for both sides as they look to try and win? No fans in Cardiff, of course. That will have an impact. That might just level things out a bit. Who do you see coming out on top at quarter to five this evening? Well, Eddie Jones uh, will be desperate that his team actually performs this afternoon. He's had two games where they haven't really reached the heights they should be reaching. Um, they, this is their third game now. Um, they lost, as we said, they lost against Scotland, uh, and uh, they they did have a good victory against Italy. Ran in six tries, uh, but he'd be looking for a bit more cohesion up front, and uh, you know, setting a platform for his halfbacks, Youngs and Ford, to get his backline moving. And also, the forwards need to win their fair share of territory. They'll be looking strong in the set piece in scrum and line out. They'll be looking to be more solid in that area. Uh, and the opposite, Wales will be looking to get amongst them and disrupt them and try and, you know, really uh, change the game in their favour. But it's all on the all on the day what will happen. I see um, Eddie Jones has brought in hooker Jamie George, who's a, an ex- excellent player. He'll be up against Ken Owens, who's winning his 80th cap. So that'll be an interesting match as well. Uh, and um, flanker Mark Wilson replaces Courtney Laws on yeah. on the in the back row. And uh, I should mention too, Elliot Daly will win his 50th uh, cap. And George Ford, Farrell and Henry Slade will be in the midfield. Uh, so it'll be a, a very interesting game. Yeah. It could go either way, Ben. But uh, my head tells me uh, Wales will do it. And my heart tells me Wales will do it. So there's no room for England as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it should be great. So that's quarter to five uh, late afternoon in Cardiff. It's going to be fantastic. One other, game, one other game today, uh, Gordon. In fact, only one other game happening this weekend. That's the uh, Italy-Island match. That's a 2-15 start. And, and really, you, you can only see one winner there, can't you? Yeah, well, Johnny Sexton returns as captain for Ireland, which is a bonus. Um, And uh, it's being played in Rome. Andy Farrell's side shows seven changes, Ben. Um, So Jordan Lamar is picked on the wing. And there's a completely new front row with Dave Kilcoyne, Ronan Kelleher and Tag Furlong. And there's also a fit again, James Ryan and Will Connors drafted into the pack. I can only see one conclusion here. Ireland should win quite comfortably. Um, I'm hoping our very own Stephen Varney has another fine game. He's he's really shone in this tournament behind the beaten pack. Uh, His service has been excellent and uh, he brings a lot to the table for for the Azuri. But I'm afraid it'll be Irish eyes that will be smiling come the end of the game. And tomorrow's game is off. That was uh, France against Scotland. That's off because of a, a pretty severe coronavirus outbreak yeah. in the French squad, Gordon. Yeah, well, th- there's no way that that game could have been played. It wouldn't have been fair on France. They, you know, they have at least 10 players with uh, COVID. Also, the coaches as well have uh, had signs of it. Uh, Scotland, we're hoping to play it on the free weekend, which is the following weekend. But, the, you know, they have to self-isolate. There wouldn't be enough time. Um, so the organisers will have to come up with a date, which will probably be at the end of uh, the t- tournament, to be honest with you, Ben. So uh, it, it could be, if all bodes well, 
a winner takes all when Wales play France. So, but you you just don't know. You just don't yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, Gordon. Enjoy the game later. One man who will be rooting for Wales is Ian Botham. Um, he, he came out this week and said he, he'll be rooting for them because, of course, his grandson James is one of the, the Welsh replacements. So you're going to get some English support in Cardiff later. Yeah, exactly. As uh, <laughs> Mr Botham point, uh, pointed out, blood is th- thicker than water. Yeah, indeed. I, I was quite amused by that comment, to be yeah. honest with you. Being yeah. one of England's greatest cricketers, <laughs> he's now put his heart on his sleeve to follow his grandson, James, and he, he is now a, a proud Welshman. He'll be having a glass of his own wine to celebrate, I think, if it goes <laughs> James Botham's yeah, way. Yeah, definitely, Ben. Well, listen, enjoy it. I think it's going to be a really good game later, and it's good to have this on as well. So it's, it's a quarter to five. Yeah. Kick off be- before you go, Ben. I know you're a proud Englishman. Which way are you going? Well, look, I, I always, I, I always have a, a soft spot for Wales for the Welsh rugby team as well. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I think England might nick it actually, um, yeah. but it's going to be yeah. a close game. I, I think it's going to be a close game. England are due a decent showing, and you just wonder if Wales haven't maybe just overachieved a little bit in these opening games with decisions going their way. So. We shall see. It's going to be yeah. interesting. And I tell you what, Gordon, we'll have a good chat about it Monday evening on Pure I Sport. I look forward to that either way. Whichever either way, way it goes. Result, it'll, it'll be an excellent uh, afternoon of rugby. Both games. It certainly will. Gordon, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you for being with us this morning. OK, Ben. Cheers, mate. Excellent stuff from Gordon. It's going to be a really busy sporting weekend. It's been a busy show as well. In the Premier League today, Man City West Ham at 12.30, West Brom Brighton at 3, Leeds Villa at 5.30 and Newcastle Wolves at 8. Tomorrow, Palace Fulham at midday and Leicester Arsenal, Spurs Burnley at 2, Chelsea Man U at 4.30 and Sheffield United against Liverpool is the 7.15 game. We will be back on Monday between 7 and 9. Don't forget from 8 until 9pm we are live on the Facebook page. Our special guest is the Scarlets rugby team manager. That's Sarah Davis. She is a former Whitland ladies player and she's got loads of experience with the WRU. She's been the team manager for the Wales women's side. Uh, She's done lots with the sevens team as well and she will be on the show. One of the things she will be talking to us about is her campaign to stop social media abuse for sportsmen and women. So looking forward to talking to Sarah. That should be a really interesting chat. Have a brilliant Saturday, whatever you're up to. Keep it with Pure West Radio. Frank is with you after the news at nine o'clock. Now excuse me if I sound rude, but I love the way that you move. And I see me all over you now. Baby, when I look in your eyes, there's no way that I can disguise. All these crazy thoughts in my mind. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Kim Thomas. There have been 29 new cases of coronavirus recorded in the Hewilvar Health Board area, according to the figures on Friday, February 26th. The Public Health Wales figures show 20 new cases in Carmarthenshire, 5 in Pembrokeshire and 4 in Ceredigion. Across Wales, 308 new cases have been confirmed and 16 new suspected COVID-19 deaths have also been reported by Public Health Wales. The total number of cases in Wales is now 203,180, with 5,300 deaths. One more death has been recorded in the Hulvar area, with a total standing at 450 throughout the pandemic. 
A man has been taken to hospital after getting into difficulties in the water at a Pembrokeshire beach on Friday afternoon. Emergency services were alerted at 2.40pm to go to Knowlton Haven. Little Haven lifeboat, police officers, Broadhaven Coast Guard team, the Wales Ambulance NHS Trust and the Coast Guard Rescue Helicopter have all been at the scene. Latterly, the casualty has been attended to on the beach and shortly before 4.30pm was taken by ambulance to Withybush Hospital. A police spokesman said, We were called to a male who had got into difficulties in the water at Knowlton Haven shortly after 3pm. He was taken to hospital by ambulance. Police have arrested a man on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving. It followed a crash on the A40 